Blog Talk Radio.
days will come when you don't have the strength When all you hear is you're not worth anything Wondering if you ever could be loved And if they truly saw your heart they'd see too much You're beautiful
You brought me to your banqueting table, Lord. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, Lord. You anoint my head with oil. You anoint my head with oil. The oil of gladness. The oil of joy. And now my cup overflows, oh Lord. Yes, my cup overflows, oh Lord. Yes, my cup overflows, oh Lord. It's surely goodness and mercy. It's gonna follow me all the days of my life. It's gonna follow me. It's gonna follow me. Come on, right after you. Give the Lord praise tonight.
All right, well, welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. We're just worshiping the Lord, taking time to honor our God. You know, open the eyes of my heart. That's what it's all about. You know, Jesus said in the book of Revelation, he said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will let me in, then I'll come in and I'll sup with him. I'll eat with him. I'll dine with him. Have fellowship with him. And listen, God's at your heart's door. And you've got to open up. The things of the Spirit are not... The things of the Spirit are not mentally asserted. They're not mentally ascertained or received or processed. But the Word of God says that they're spiritually received. The mind is unfruitful to the things of the Spirit. In order to receive God, in order to experience God, in order to see and to hear and to taste the Spirit of the living God, You've got to have your heart open. You've got to have your spirit open. You know, for so long we've been taught this is some type of New Age principle. But the New Agers kind of cornered this meditation thing or this, you know, emptying yourself thing. But honestly, what what it's about is focusing on the Lord. What it's about, getting to a place of rest, a place of quiet, a place of serenity where you can hear God. For some people, that's right in the middle of your busyness. And for others, you have to find a place, a a closet, a prayer closet, just some obscure place where you can get away. Whatever that place is, listen, you've got to open your heart. God said he'd put in us a heart of flesh. He'd take out the stony heart and put in a a heart of flesh, a new heart, a heart that had the capacity to receive him. Jesus talked about the old wineskin. He said if you put wine in an old wineskin, it'll burst. But you've got to take the new wine and put it in a new wineskin, a new heart. A new spirit. And so God's stretching our hearts, stretching our wineskins, stretching our spirits to where we can have a a capacity, an openness, and an ability to receive him, to experience him, and to experience his fullness, not just a little a little taste, but God wants us to be full, to taste and see that the Lord is good, and to be satisfied, to be sustained, to be fulfilled, to be nurtured, to be at a place where nothing else will do because nothing else fills the void. But Jesus said, blessed are they that hunger and thirst 
after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And if you're hungering, and if you thirst today, and your thirst, your desire, your attention and your affections are for spiritual appetites, for spiritual things, for, for God and the things of God. Listen, Jesus, you know, how many of us know that when God says something, he means it? When God says something, he's not going to not make good on it. Now, we can throw around scripture. We can throw around spiritual sayings as if they're personal words from God. That's not what I'm talking about. It's one thing to take a Bible promise book and take all these what we call Bible promises and name it and claim it and hope it and listen. I'm talking about communicating with the living God, following his plan for your life, getting a living now word for the season of your life, not a typed written page from a Bible promise book and listen I read and I honor God's word the Holy Scripture the Bible if you want to call it the Torah if you want to call it the Old Testament the New Testament whatever you want to call it 1111 alright so this is the thing. I honor the word of God. We honor God's word here at Prayer International. My wife and I in our home, we honor the word of God. But listen, Jesus said, look, to the Pharisees, he said, you search the scriptures because you think that in the scriptures you're going to find life, but it's me that they're speaking of. And if all your Bible reading and all your Bible promise, confession, and name it, claim it kind of stuff brings you nothing but a bunch of hoopla. And you don't have a relationship with the living God and you can't hear God's voice on a day-to-day basis for your now season. Listen, you can memorize all the scripture you want and I encourage you. But if you can quote it all day long but you can't hear the living God, what good is it? If you can quote it all day long, but it doesn't have any kind of meaning to you or to the season of your life, then what purpose does it serve? Apply God's word to your heart. That's why the word says, hide God's word in your heart. Why? So that you don't sin against him. Why? Because if it's in your heart, Every time you do something, guess what? You're going to reflect in your heart. And your heart's going to reflect back on you. And if God's word's in your heart, then when you look into your heart, you're going to have God's word to contend with. And as long as that word's there, it's going to continually push you towards a righteous path. A righteous path. Sorry. Now, not that everybody follows that, and not that everyone stays on the path. But listen, when you hide his word in your heart, and the more you hide it, and the more of his word you have in your heart, every time you face a situation, 
That word will guide you. That word will lead you. You know, we used to say and sing an old Amy Grant song when I was growing up, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Now, it's actually a psalm, Psalm 119. And, of course, David kind of cornered most of these songs way before Hillsong did. And way before, you know, Jeremy Camp and Michael W. Smith, Amy Grant, you know. They're good. Hey, praise God. God bless you for everything you guys give. But let's face it, David, he, he kind of wrote the script. So the Holy Spirit, he was putting that out there way before you even thought about it. What am I saying? Listen, God wants us so wrapped up into the things of God, so wrapped up into the way he thinks, the way he wants to do things. And the only way we can find that out is just, just part of it. Because realize the Bible, the Word of God, the, the 66 books that we call the Holy Scripture, that's just a portion of the knowledge of God. It's not the whole. Now, I believe it's an outline, and it's, it, it's the heart of God in essence that Jesus said in the Word. The Word itself says there's not enough books to write about the miracles and the, just the things that Jesus alone did. let alone all these other men and women and people that had encounters with the living God. So you search the scripture. You read the Bible because you think in it you're going to find life. Jesus says, look, it's me that you're looking for. It's me that this book is speaking of. Are you going to make the connections? Are you going to make the connections? You know, God wants you to get connected. Get connected to him. That vertical connection. That heaven to earth, earth to heaven, God to you, you to God connection. You know, we always see that art, piece of artwork with the fingers of God reaching out and a finger reaching up and they're touching. Well, let me tell you something. There's nothing wrong with God's arm and God's hand and God's finger. The word says, is God's hand too short that it can't save? Is God slack concerning his promises? No. The answer, it's a rhetorical question, by the way. The answer is no. So this is the thing. God's reach is perfect. And the way he reaches down into your life 
is perfect. Now, the way you reach out to God may be very imperfect. The way you reach out to others may be very messed up. Your reach and your ability may be so limited. Let me remind you that God's reach, and he's actually the main factor in the situation here. God's reach is not too short. When he puts his hand into your life, it doesn't matter how imperfect your reach or your grasp. Maybe you feel like you can't hang on any longer. Maybe you feel like everything you put your hand to falls short and just messes up. You just you just mess it all up. Guess what? God can take your mess and turn it into a message. Just read Genesis all the way to Revelation. You'll see countless stories of men and women and children and teenagers whose lives were a mess, a wreck. And God got a hold of them somewhere in the process. And some of their lives were a wreck even in the middle of the process. Let's hope for some of you that wonder if you're doing it wrong. You're not doing it wrong. Guess what? Even if you do it wrong, Jesus did it right. Everybody say, Jesus did it right. Yeah. See, no matter how wrong you've done it or you do it or you're going to do it, Jesus did it right. And it's his blood that covers. And it's his blood that speaks. And it's his life and his sacrifice that the Father is honoring in the first place because God already knows that we're all dirt breathed on. We're all imperfect. We're all just jars of clay. Right? Earthen vessels. Just clay pot. What is that? Dirt mixed with water that became hardened. That's all a clay pot is. Dirt mixed with water that became hardened. And God says, you know what I want to do with these clay pots? I want to put my glory in earthen vessels. I want to put my glory in earthen vessels. Just like when Jesus served the water. Let me just share a little little story real quick. Did you know that the jars, the big clay pots that were at the wedding of Cana, that Jesus served the vast tasting wine in which was actually water, did you know that that was water that was used to bathe in? My wife knew that. Think about it. Bath water. Jesus used bath water to turn into wine. And watched him drink it right up. (laughs) See, Jesus has a way sometimes 
of taking the things that can taste horrible in life, things that are just nasty in life, like that bath wine, sitting in those old clay pots. Let me tell you something. Jesus can take the, the things that are ugly and gross and even intended for one purpose and, and God can can speak a word over it. God can put his hand on it. God can like, you know, if you get this picture, like suck on his finger and then dip it in the water. And turn it right into wine. And sometimes God just wants to stick his finger right in the middle of your your mess. Yeah. Think about that. See, there's nothing wrong with God's hands. There's nothing wrong with God's arms, his fingers, his mouth. If he's speaking, he's reaching, and he's always at work. <coughs> what are you doing with it? What are you doing with it? See, the disciples were very instrumental in the water turning into wine. Why? Jesus told them to go fetch the water pots. Jesus told them when and where and who to take it to. And they knew what was going on the whole time. They knew it was bath water. They weren't looking at the present situation. They were looking at their Jesus. I was about to take something natural and put his super on it and make it supernatural. See, he takes ordinary things and puts a little extra touch on it. He makes it extraordinary. Sometimes you may go through life feeling ordinary, feeling average. Feeling just kind of natural, just run in the mill. Plug into God. Plug into God and let him put his super on your natural. Plug into God and let him put a little extra on your ordinary life to make you extraordinary. That's what he chooses to do. Give beauty for ashes, oil of joy for mourning, a garment of praise when you're feeling heavy and when you're feeling down. Why? Because that's who he is. The problem is we don't look to him to be that in our lives. We don't seek him until we attain those blessings, until we receive that fruit, until we receive that miracle in our lives. Some of us just take it for granted or don't even recognize it at all. Others throw their whole heart and their whole life on the line for it and run after God and seek him till he may be found. 
and we're in that season. Call upon the Lord while he is near. Call upon the Lord while he is near. See, God's near. secrets of the Lord are with those that fear him. See, God's near to all those that fear him. All those that have a pure heart. God's God's near them. You say, well, I don't feel that way. Well, let Jesus wash you in his blood. Let the Holy Spirit renew you and refresh you and regenerate you and make you that newborn child of the King. Isn't it a miracle that God chose to birth Jesus right in the middle of a stable? Has anybody ever thought about the conditions of your average sheep pen, horse stall, It's just a bunch of crap with some straw over it. Your average horse stall, your average pig pen, your average sheep pen, it's just a bunch of mess with a roof over it. And a lot of times, many of us go through life with this mess with a roof over it. And we're gliding through life. We're making it. It's moving through our mess from season to season. God reached down and chose to birth a savior and bring wise men and put gold and frankincense and myrrh. Think about all the elements of the nativity and think about the location of it right in the middle of the crap. Here comes Jesus. Here comes wise men, wisdom, kings, riches, gold, frankincense, myrrh. What am I getting to? God can turn your situation around. And right in the middle of it, begin to bring wisdom. Right in the middle of it, bring you a savior. Right in the middle of it, start bringing finances, gold, frankincense. Why why frankincense? Because it covers up the stench. Frankincense and myrrh covers up the stink. Covers up the stench. And it heals the wounds. 
God wants to bring a Savior into your life in the middle of your mess. God wants to bring wisdom to you. Then he wants to bring some frankincense and myrrh into your life and cover up the the stench of your past. Begin to heal the wounds with that pure, essential oil, frankincense. Then he wants to bless you, take you from one season of lack into a season of blessing where the kings brought Jesus and the Mary and Joseph the gold. Right in the middle of it. Our God is faithful. My God, Father God, Jehovah God, He's faithful. Listen, He sent Jesus here as an example to show us a better way, to show us a Savior, to show us how to live, and not just how to live, but how to give. If you want a Christ-centered life, if you want a Spirit-filled life, if you want heaven to manifest in your life, listen, follow God's principles and His patterns. I'm not saying you're going to be perfect. I'm not saying you're never going to miss it or mess it up. We all fall short. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Constantly. But when you follow the principles of God, when you follow God's patterns, listen, it it brings God's person, it brings God's power into your life. Start to follow what the Bible says. Just drift away from it and see the reward. See, we reap what we sow. I know this. Look, I've learned some things the hard way. God says there's a blessing tied to obedience. Those that are willing and obedient in Isaiah were told to eat the good of the land. We're going to break for a little bit and go back into some worship. Let you process. Maybe take some phone calls. Maybe not. We'll see what happens. Your love. 
listen to that.
Lord is upon you Because He has anointed you To preach good news Spirit of the Sovereign God Is upon you Because He has anointed you To preach good news He has sent you to the poor To bind up the broken hearted Freedom to the captain And release the one in darkness
Finding myself at a loss for words And the funny thing is, it's okay 
okay The last thing I need Is to be heard But to hear What you would say Word of God speak Would you pour down like rain Washing my eyes to see Your majesty To be still and know That you're in this place Please let me stay and rest In your holiness Word of God speak myself in the midst of you beyond the music beyond the me 